This episode of the Grim and Bloody Podcast is brought to you by the Left Coast Entertainment Group. Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense, and is intended for mature audience. Join us at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of the Grim and Bloody Podcast. Uh, Happy to have you on uh, tonight. We have uh, a number of special guests. Uh, but before we jump into it, I uh, have to announce that Left Coast Entertainment Group is a sponsor of the Desperate Film Festival for 2023 and the Grim and Bloody podcast uh, throughout the year. Uh, so look forward to uh, learning more about this uh, up and coming studio from Hollywood. Uh, we're going to be having new content with Left Coast uh, coming up actually uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be joining with them and uh, they're going to be teasing something special with us uh, that we're going to be sharing with you guys. Uh, but without further ado, uh, we have a film that is coming around the corner from Acrostar Films. Um, you might remember them. Um, they have come on and shared trepidity with us. Uh, we had both a show here as well as screening their film, which was excellent. And we are glad to have them back. Uh, so Steve and Anne, thank you very much for uh, joining us again. Thank, thank you for having us. Absolutely. And I'll go ahead and introduce my co-host, Kevin Nicholson. How you doing, Kevin? How's it going? Uh, I'm doing uh, doing well. Hopeful. Uh, looking forward with Trepidity. Then it came from somewhere. And now Desperate Absolutely. Souls. Acrostar is on a roll. Yeah, you guys are putting looking out some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good right. stuff. Joe Flynn, how you doing, Joe? Joe Flynn is doing excellent. He's doing the robot right now that you cannot see. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, but we can hear those squeaky gears. That's true. Al Omega, how you doing, Al? Holding on. Got too much stuff to do, but I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys again at a Creepy... Is it Creep IE Con? Yeah. Is that it, how you it, it's, it? Yeah, it's Creepy Con, but it, um, it, it means it's Creepy England Empire Con. Oh. Fancy, because uh, the whole uh, Ontario area, I guess, is 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 referred to as the Inland Empire or something like that. Something like but, that, yeah. yes. So yeah. it's just a catchy way to uh, to title the convention. Well, the Desperate yeah. Film Festival will be on site yes. at the Creepy Con in Ontario, California, uh, February fourth. February fourth. Yeah, I uh, can't wait to be there. Uh, but tonight. We have additional guests uh, besides Steve and Anne. Uh, I'll go ahead and introduce them, and you guys can also uh, uh, speak up for your, yourselves and uh, you know say what kind of role you had in the film. Uh, Jake, glad to have you on. Jake, nice to meet you. Hey, excited to be here and meet everyone. I play Dan, who is Devin's best friend and Rebecca's boyfriend. Uh, I commonly mess that up and say girlfriend. I'm pretty bad at that, but I play her <laughs> boyfriend. I'm really yep, proud yeah. of myself now. Jeez. Uh, it looks like a fun role. And uh, yeah. I, I thought maybe it. originally the idea that Steve had was to do a transgender, you know, 
character or such character who's turned temporarily transgender. I'm dropping the hints, you know. I'm trying <laughs> okay. to get the, the next role. Nice, nice. That's it. That's it. That's it. And Joe Rosen, glad to have you on, Joe. Nice to meet you. Hey, thanks for having me here, eh? And you play Devin? Oh, that's absolutely right, yes. I play uh, nice. Devin, uh, main characters of the film. Nice. And the film is called Desperate Souls. Uh, there is a teaser trailer out right now on Indiegogo. Uh, we'll be touching on that, absolutely. Um, if you basically just Google Indiegogo uh, Acrostar Films, it will be the uh, number one link. And you can also search for Acrostar Films uh, Desperate Souls. Uh, right now, the teaser trailer for Desperate Souls is available on YouTube. Uh, go ahead and watch it. And uh, this campaign is ongoing right now. There are currently eight days left. So if you like what Acrostar Films are putting out, um, definitely be a part of their uh, campaign and uh, reading through your guys' uh, uh, donation level rewards. That's some excellent stuff uh, you're offering uh, interested uh, donors uh, who want to be a part of this. Uh, so I'll go ahead and open the floor. Uh, who wants to talk about Desperate Souls? Um, we can go ahead and start with, you know, uh, the question I always like is, you know, where in the hell did it come from? <laughs> Was this just an idea you guys were brainstorming? Uh, did someone bring it to this you from outside? Uh, this succubus. The succubus. The succubus. The succubus <laughs> type yes. of uh, type of story. It is. Uh, actually, it's based, it's based off one of the short stories that I've written probably about four years ago. And it's it's a Roman. The, the short story is actually uh, erotica type story. It's mm -hmm. only like thirty four pages long, so I cannot add that, add the horror aspect to it. To stretch it out to our ideal length, about an hour and a half, hour thirty five. Cool. So it's going to be a feature length. Oh yeah. So, sure. what? Uh, and what I'm curious about, what looks to me, and I guess I'll bring Joe uh, Rosing into this, is that it looks to me like this is another lead character that is incredibly damaged. And he's actually to the point where he's like between mentally between life and death or non-existence and death. And um, did you have, was it a challenge to play or, or, you, or sorry, was it a challenge? Will it be, you think, a challenge to play or is this something that intrigues you? I'll say yes and no. Uh, I'll say it will be a challenge because it's kind of hard to act impressed working with these people. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, we were there for like a day and a half. He's just doing a trailer and it's kind of well connected like that. Um, Does Steve put the whoopee cushion under your chair when you're not expecting it? Oh, Is yeah. That... I, was, I was doing my Bill Clinton impressions because that's what happens when you work with somebody who's quite obnoxious at times. I do it to a friend of mine. She doesn't like it, so I keep doing it. She keeps getting really mad at me. So she gets fired funny. five minutes into it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> see? Yep. And um, for the fake blood, did they use ketchup? What? <laughs> I was joking. Come on now. No, no, They're no, not he using ketchup. ketchup. I do. A practical joke on this guy. Swapping out his fake <laughs> blood with ketchup would be it. Oh, I do. Oh, let's see. 
No, but we actually have, we have a we have a blood mixologist, Jamie Apple. She's doing all the special effects for the film, in addition to playing the role of Terry the bartender. A blood mixologist. Awesome. I've actually never heard of that title. Neither. Oh, I, I could see you could I see from the one. You could, well, you can see from the one sequence in the in the teaser where she appears to be eating a heart. Hmm, that's and, right. Uh, I could see where a blood mixologist would be needed. Uh, you know, for that, uh, you know, for that kind of thing. That looks. It good. actually looks kind of tasty. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I might try it myself. It's probably on Fear Factor at one yeah. point. Yeah. Did that typo shake? You just bloody hard. That's it. <laughs> I have That's an associate it. that was uh, did something much like this, made a, a short and wanted to make it into a feature film, and apparently had gotten overexcited and made up a bunch of tarot syrup blood, which he stuck in the back of his closet. A year later, when it came time to make the movie. They pulled it out. This was a bad idea because this is sugar and you've contaminated it now. So I'm just going to tell you, if you're using carrot syrup blood, make sure it's fresh. You don't want to know what happens when you open the bottle. We have a fresh batch major every day for filming. Oh, good. Now, my question uh, uh, for Jake, um, what kind of character do you envision uh, uh, or what kind of character is Dan supposed to be? Uh, just the just the, the supportive best friend, you know, the one who suspects danger. I think he's uh, he's definitely very supportive in his own way. I'm not sure if he's sometimes almost taking the easier route and just trying to uh, be happy for him because it's making him happy, but like he knows it's wrong. That's what's kind of fun about it. Well, you know what, what, I, what I say is that when I say like like suspicious or suspecting, usually in films, horror films, uh, the best friend who is a lead, another lead character is often mm -hmm. the guy who says, you know, dude, I've got evidence to prove that your girlfriend is a vampire. And, uh, you know, she's killed four people and she has to be, uh, you know, <laughs> has to be destroyed. And the, uh, and the and the other and the main your 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 other your friend you know says no 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 I don't believe you you're you're just jealous and 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 things like that so I I just wondering if that was if there's any part of that in the uh, in this character or uh, well uh, it's it's kind of sticky because it's like I I am trying to get the best out of him like I I want the best for him but I'm I'm going about it the wrong way per se maybe. <laughs> I'm supporting okay, him, but uh, <laughs> kind of hapless then, right? Kind of hapless yeah. then, right? Okay. I'm taking that the easy. the right I'm way not. to tell someone that their girlfriend's a demon. I mean, I've had enough of them myself, so. I, I, I know <laughs> he seems right to be having a good time. Yeah, we've all dealt with a succubus and came out alive. I mean, that's right. No, I dealt with a demon. Well, geez, I now I feel less succubus. Would be a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you say, dude, dude, your girlfriend's a wacko bitch. Here, take this, uh, take yeah. this baseball bat, and go to town. <laughs> when I said yeah, succubus, yeah. he thought it was a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I had a girlfriend once. I shaved her head and said six six five. She was almost the Antichrist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. Oh. I had a question for you uh, regarding uh, the back end production of uh, Desperate Souls. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign is looking very well. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about? Um, how things are looking as far as uh, the movie coming together? 
Sure. Um, you know, we've got the Indiegogo uh, campaign that goes for eight more days. Um, so that wraps up on February 3rd and we're at 64% of our goal, which is awesome. But of course we would like to get way closer to 100% of that goal. And we've got perks that range from a dollar for a social shout out all the way up to executive producer credits. Um, you can get a copy of the film on either Blu-ray or DVD which includes an alternate ending and we are not we're not going to include the alternate ending in the general release only does, in pre-orders does the alternate ending have to do with with jake's transgender transformation maybe yeah, wrong Is that kevin. What we're hitting? Uh, wrong kevin wrong no not really <laughs> okay Darn. he's gonna he turn into a werewolf you get an a for okay. kevin jake kevin. i tried i tried you know Mondays Kevin, he's going to turn into a werewolf, okay? It's just... It's just... A were-girl. Hey, there now, you the, go. Now, question for both uh, Anne and Steve is, it seems rather unique, because I think I saw on the Indiegogo where you have actually put down the shooting schedule. Uh, it looked like, I believe it was like actually one week um, of, uh, of shooting. I thought you said it was... Uh, something until march or april 13th yeah, we're, uh and we're, huh? yeah, we're gonna film uh from february 6th through the 12th so we have seven oh, okay. seven full shooting days for hour and a half feature length film which is a challenge it's going to be a challenge that's what i was going to ask is this about the norm is this limiting in a sense um no i mean we you know, the process, as Steve explained, is he kind of went from a 34-page short story to a feature-length film. So when we cast the actors and we checked availability and wanted to get dates um, on their schedules, we made up how long we thought it would take to shoot. And uh, now that we have the final version of the script, um, it's a little longer than we thought it would be. Um, but there are, I mean, there are efficiencies that we're aware of, um, things we can be setting up while something else is filming so that we can get some overlap going. Uh, we do have a cinematographer, so Steve can just focus on directing while we're there on set. Um, and we've we've done the concept, proof of concept um, scenes. So mm -hmm. everybody just kind of digs in and they do their work and we you know didn't take a million takes um, to get that work done. So we're, we're, we're pretty confident that we'll get through it without you know wanting to murder each other by the time it's over with. <laughs> I, I well, do have a question <laughs> uh, once Kevin gets done. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, no, I was going to ask Jake and Joe, what were your reactions when you discovered you got the role for this film? Uh, Jake, you can go first. Uh, when he messaged me about the role, I mean, I was obviously really excited about it, especially finding more about um, the scenes I'm in and where the filming is and the material too and uh i mean i was super excited about it yeah the script looked good and it's gonna be fun to shoot um you know mr herman um you know it says on your file that you well one you know this is of course a movie about well i should imagine a certain amount of paranoia and depression um and it says that you're an advocate for mental illness is there some background there you'd like to share with us uh, some of the stories I write, since I also uh, suffer from mental illness, depression, and anxiety. So I channel a lot of that into my stories. 
especially with Devin. And I drew a lot of that experience seeing my own therapist. So I had a good background in how to write that scene oh, when, he does, when Devin does visit his uh, therapist. And I've written stories before and filmed the movies about depression, a couple of short films about him. Yes. Uh, my first film, In the Dark, and another short film, Hope. You know, whenever someone writes something like that, I, I always think about uh, uh, John Cusack in 1401, where the guy says, do you drink? I said, I'm an author, aren't I? So. Well, yeah. And there's a certain amount of this that just goes with the territory. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you find, do you find it cathartic? Do you find it helpful? Pardon? Do you find it helpful for your own problem? Oh, oh yes, yes. It is therapeutic. Because it channels all my, what I built up inside, I just channel it out through my writing. And yeah, it is, it's a big help. Well, you know, we all know that, uh, or, or some of us know that uh, de depression uh, doesn't hit us like a, a little spray bottle. It comes out like a fire hose sometimes and can overwhelm work. I'm, I'm looking, I'm eager to see if how well you can modulate that in this movie and uh, how it came out in your writing. It should be very exciting. No, I, well, I, I think it turned out well. Good. I was going to say that from the teaser uh, trailer, at least the hint that we get watching it, it seems like your intent, Steve, and Joe's uh, intent is to uh, is to portray is to have Devin play underplate. Uh, you know, basically. That he is kind of uh, uh, a quiet character who's you know who's caught between existence and death, and uh, I I I don't see you know like Alad kind of talking about uh, where some actors could have a tendency to really overplay um, you know uh, mental illness. I don't see that happening uh, here. Um, is that something that you're kind of, that you both are kind of looking at, at doing? No, you know, Joe has this. I got, I got complete confidence that Joe can handle this. Thank you, Steve. Now, Joe's, uh, I'm sorry. But it's also like, a, it's like a double-edged sword with the character of Devin. Because when he's alone, nobody knows he suffers from depression. So he hides it when he's around his friend, Dan and Rebecca. I mean, he puts that facade on. That nothing's wrong. I'm happy. I'm, nothing's wrong with me. Because he, hide, he hides it from him. So in a way, Devin is searching for meaning in his life. Something that is sorrow. And Moira who just lives in her existence is living in a black void with nothing around. Just her only existence is to feed off the pain and sorrow of men. So they're both really desperate souls. And when they meet, they do have something in common. And that's about as far as I can go with it without giving too much away. She does sound familiar. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, she does sound familiar when you talk about it that way. Right. What were you going to say there, Joe? I was saying, don't give it away, Steve. Yeah. Don't, don't, oh, that's I, it. I'm going to stop right there. 
Oh, now the young lady in this, uh, in our, our preview there, uh, you know, for someone that's a, a demoness, uh, she has a certainly very a sparkly character about her, uh, and it, it looks like that might be fun because Joe is, of course, uh, dark-haired and, and uh, sullen in this, and she's just so happy she's found something to eat. <laughs> right? uh, is that is that uh, why she was chosen, or how did how did her uh, uh, she, how did it come that she came to this movie? She can she can sense other men when they're feeling down and out, mm -hmm. and Devin really drew. She was really drawn to Devin because she never felt so much pain before, so they were kind of drawn. And she, she ever stepped on a Lego? On, she could take on a human form, and that's how you see her in the trailer at, at sometimes. But she has to do it. Uh, I really can't say much. Okay. Well, she really. Say, for, uh, I was uh, gonna say, uh, you get a demoness who can change form. Yeah. It'd be a very interesting girlfriend. <laughs> what well, I noticed. You she's not cute enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will I say this. So, I will say this. At towards the end of the film, you will get to see what she really looks like. Ah, good. There we go. Yeah, that's what we want. Well, I noticed too that she's look from the teaser. It's she even says it that she's looking for some a specific type of soul. She uh, she complains in one moment that that she's finally found a soul that's not empty, and uh, I, I'm wondering if most of the souls that she's gotten leave her with nothing. And this it, one from Joe has, as you said, has something to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because her entire existence is really nothing. I mean, she. there's more than Devin that she's never felt to the empty cells before him. There's something that she's drawn to him by. And they fall in love. Now, can and, I ask you, I mean, one of the things that we are big on on this show for us four hosts will there be any cgi or will this be all practical effects i get all the feeling it's all practical by practical, practical. we mean that heinz ketchup flowing yes yes and the butcher shop the no butcher CGI. shop calf heart you know the butcher shop calf heart or something that you have to have uh, you know, or something like that. No, all practical effects. No CGI there at we all. Go. Awesome. That's what we love to hear. Real filmmaking. Seriously, if we never saw yeah. any other movie that did CGI, uh, uh, blood and creatures, it wouldn't be missed. <laughs> I'm talking you, James Cameron. Hey, me <laughs> I was actually thinking of the Thing prequel, uh, the reboot. Or whatever. Yeah. I think about the whole sci-fi channel. That's horrible. <laughs> You're thinking about anything sci-fi channel out. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, come like, on. Come Most on. Movies, they had like they have five hundred dollars. Sci-fi is like you got three days to make this movie. Here's here's five hundred dollars. Go make a movie. That's Asylum Productions. Yeah. That's my yeah. movie, man. Just silent. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It'll just be we like but we're so glad for you know from what we've seen from Acrostar, we are so glad. Oh hell yeah! You you opt for practical, practical, practical effects. 
I kind of figured uh, that once I said they had a blood mixologist. Well, you know, it, it just looks good on. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll rewind it a little bit. Talk about trepidity um, because it, it looks good on the big screen. Now, I don't know what your guys' plans are for uh, uh, Desperate Souls, but for trepidity, um, you know, initially we're watching it on a computer screen, right? And I'm sure there's some you know, information being lost um, because it's a computer screen, right? It's a it's an MP4, right? It's you know 400 megabytes or whatever. Um, but when you see uh, the film uh, in, in a, a much bigger format, uh, and I'm talking about on the big screen, um, CGI it, it's exposed, right? Um, unless you have a James Cameron budget or you know Weta Digital uh, did the work for you. Um, when you start using CGI on, on a modest, modest budget on a, a horror film, uh, you can see the seams quite easily. And it, it's an immersion breaker. Um, so when you're using practical effects, um, not only is it good for the, the actors on set, as we've talked about here plenty of times, right? Um, because they have something to react against, right? It's, it's, uh, you're going to get more out of the performance because they're in it. Um, you can, it's going to look better uh, in a massive screen, right? In a dark uh, theater. Um, so it, it has multiple benefits. I'm sure it takes more effort, right? Uh, probably costs maybe a little bit more in, in the top end. Uh, but I, I think the lasting effects are, it, it's much more uh, rewarding. We also have to remember we're old. So we grew up <laughs> with monsters that had zippers down the back and so forth. So our mind screens that out right away. So we just don't see that when we watch the movie. Uh, so the uh, the CG is just a huge glaring wound for us. If, if there's a scene or a zipper, we're okay with that. You know, it's like they say, never complain about somebody who mispronounces a word. It means they read it in a book. I'm so happy to see, hear people read books and I'm so happy to see movies made with real stuff. I mean, maybe not real blood, but, but real work rather than just a computer. Yeah, practical effects is the only way to go. Yes. I agree. Uh, well, I, no. I maintain that practical effects um, give uh, give a film the, the type of atmosphere that no CGI could, uh, you know, could give. And uh, I think it adds, it, it, it does uh, better to produce a director's vision. On a, uh, you know, on a film. So right. There. I mean, practical effects is something that's tangible. You can hold it. You can see it. And we've got some very creative kills in this film. Sure. And oh, the good. CGI just. Went oh, away. I love those. Yes. You know, a lot There's of people. Definitely some great it. props that were made. Someone just gets a knife in the back, and that's it. If this is made for TV movie, that's one thing. But what? Show the kills really on like, screen if you can, please. Yeah, I mean, without, if, if it's one thing big, that uh, you couldn't come up with something brand new, but if, it, if you at least tried, we give you credit for that because it's hard. Right. Without giving anything away, I would have to say Jake's character has got the best one of them all. To kill or be killed? <laughs> to be killed. Ah, okay. Oh, he gets killed. Oh, nice. no. Oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, yeah. We didn't hear anything. Hear that. <laughs> didn't hear that. Did you just say Jake died? No one heard that. You get one free one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, going to say, you know, Steve may be saying that Jake appears to die. There and he is. at the yeah. end, he... Remember, Succubus is coming to your dreams. 
True. Maybe at the end, Jake comes back to just in time to save the day. You know? (laughs) Well, it could also be like, there's a video game I played uh, called uh, uh, Arkham Knight, uh, which is a really good one. And it starts with, this is how the Batman dies. And he lives in the end. (laughs) I'm like, well, well, shit, guys. You faked me out. I thought I was going to see Batman die. Of course he didn't die. Nope, Jake probably doesn't die. Just like Batman, you can't kill me. He's Jake. You just fake your own death and come back for the sequel. That's right. <laughs> I ask a technical question oh. here. I, I see, Joe, you're uh, a, a professional, or you, you play competitively for, for chess. And I ask your ranking. You're 17, 19. Can you tell us? Maybe I lost Joe. Wait, which, which Joe? This Joe or the other Joe? <laughs> Ross. Don't it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I do play chess. I taught myself how to play at 10 years old. Yeah, see that. Um, I, I don't, how'd you guys know that? It's in your bio. Oh, yeah, I forgot I put that in. <laughs> so uh, are we looking at a chess prodigy here? Come on. Uh, maybe. No, I don't I don't really get to play competitive with too many people. When I get to play with somebody, it's like, oh, great. I really don't care if I win or lose, but I'm going to do my damn best to win. And a lot of times I play with myself. I Well, well I mean, like, play by myself excuse me yes. but my word yes yeah yeah not i don't mean like never mind what yeah I mean. we've all done that on both yeah, yeah. <laughs> never mind so, how I, just how we yeah. talk but no, once upon a time i used to play a lot of chess and i ranked it about 1500 but that was a hey, long good for you time. i didn't know that about y'all yeah you guys the only chess i know is three-dimensional chess you know which i uh, uh which i took an interest in from star trek so, nine squared so um, you know if you if you want to do uh you know if you want to do three-dimensional chess we can uh you know we can uh you know we can do it you know the famous trek trivia question of what's the response was it they have this response to queen to queen's level three, three yes. uh for what uh for one episode of trek which is a code for a security mission and uh, I'd always get the answer is king to queen's level one, something. Uh, Steve. But, but anyway. Uh, I, I have a question. Uh, who is that Angela Bradbury uh, Bradford as your leading actress? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I wanted to give her props for her incredible look in the trailer, you know? Yeah, she's still sparkly. She is. She is. And scary. Yeah, I, I, I think she uses that spark she uses that sparkle as, as a as a weapon basically or it's, it's kind of a, a deception. Don't they all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I just wanted to uh, give some props out to Angel as well. Yeah. I mean, when we were going through auditions, I mean she really stood out in her understanding of the character of Moira and her ability to relate. The different sides of that character. It's a very um, complicated kind of a character, um, and she's doing an awesome job with it. Now, I do have a question um, because this is a feature. What are your plans uh, for Desperate Souls? Do you want to have a limited theatrical release? And then? Oh, you're asking me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would definitely be it. Amazon, Amazon uh, physical media. We will have a premiere probably in May. 
in Southern Illinois. Well, I know a horror host wouldn't mind carrying on his show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't we don't really have the knowledge about how to do like a limited theatrical release. Um, so we, we just kind of go through um, kind of some of the standard distribution channels that indie filmmakers use. And we will submit it to some film festivals because um, we'd like to get the actors <laughs> and recognition um, for all their hard work. And then, you know, typically we'll submit to Amazon <clears throat> Prime Video and go through either like Indie Rights or Film Hub to try to get on other streaming platforms. Well, speaking of film festivals, I think Anthony. We know Anthony, no. we're right here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it would seem like it'd be a good fit for we have a film festival coming up in October. Hint, 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 Anthony. Oh, I can't wait. Peak Halloween we'll season. To, Let's go. Yeah. Offer her to some offer and to submit. Gosh dang it. Submit, submit, submit. <laughs> We will. We you know will. where to find us. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the exorcist all of a sudden. Oh, Joe, well, we, Jake, we love, save me here, man. Ann and Steve, we would love to have your film submitted to a Desperate Film Fest for a potential uh, showing at the uh, festival, which is going to be October 23rd? 21st. 21st. In you showed up on the 23rd, you'd be there on a Monday, which would look weird. No. Yeah, you'll be there going like, hello, well, where's I, the film I've stood, alone in street, I've stood alone in street corners before, so I, uh, you know, I know uh, how to Oh, you know, LA's going to gonna be with fun that. with you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we, we'd love to have Desperate Souls uh, showing up at the... Uh, the trailer looks awesome, the teaser awesome. trailer. Yeah. Um, you guys have an effective cast. Um, from what, what I heard, this is going to be a, a solid film. I, I hope you guys shoot for the stars, you know, um, just reach out saying, you know, what, let's find some theaters that want to put this on. Uh, yeah. Let's get an audience going. Uh, let's, you know, get some buzz going because, um, you, you know, as much as you, the, the work that you put into the film, um, I, I think, you know, uh, from my point of view, equal amount of work in putting it out there uh, is beneficial. Um, when I did a, a short film called The Last Showing, I think it's about five years now, four or five years now, um, I didn't stop submitting it to festivals. Uh, it got into a number one, but I had uh, thanks from the actors who were a part of it because up until then, uh, they were doing films that uh, once it finished, they never saw, you know, the films never saw a live day. They kind of just stayed in the can. Um, so they were, you know, very appreciative of, you know, at least, you know, what I was trying to do and putting it out there. So. Um, I, I hope I, I see it everywhere. You know, I hope I see Desperate Souls, you know, uh, uh, pick up steam somewhere. Uh, people start talking about it because you guys are doing quality stuff and you should definitely be recognized for your hard work. Yes. Well, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I kind of echo what Anthony, uh, you know, says about, about you guys. And I'll add one more thing uh, to it. One of the things that really attracts me to Acrostar Films is you guys aren't ordinary you don't do the same slasher yeah there's, you know, a, there's a unique genre. twist to your stuff you like yeah. to turn you like to twist things up you like to do the unusual and we're talking about you know trepidity which is a horror short then you go to it came from somewhere which is a parody of a 50 sci-fi and now you're going into a, a succubus kind of 
demonic, you know, good versus evil in, uh, uh, in desperate souls. You guys don't settle on ordinary. And I like that a lot. Well, thank you. Yeah. I try to like change it up. I mean, nowadays, mostly all you see are like fan films. Sure. And yeah. You got to be different to stand out. Right. Yeah. Well, I just keep putting out the same stuff that's already out there. I mean, when we did, it came from somewhere. I knew it was going to be different, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to make a film that we all wanted to do because we knew, to my knowledge, there's nothing out there like it filmed the way it is. You know, right. So, um, well, you know, let me ask you. So uh, the next the next step uh, for Desperate Souls is you're continuing to try to reach a certain goal with the uh, Indiegogo. You said that, I guess, the next step is to commence filming on February 6th uh, through the, uh, through the, I think you said through the 13th? Yes. Okay. And um, what else, I guess the last you know, question I would have is what else uh, do you have that's percolating either as an idea or anything else that's in the uh, in an actual process right now. Actually, two days before we filmed Desperate Souls, we're going to be filming another proof of concept for the next uh -huh. film after Desperate Souls. Is this going to involve like werewolf nuns or something? Uh, you know, no. something different. <laughs> no, no. Nope, like I will say, I will say, it is holiday based. Ooh. Uh, and if you ever if you ever do something you know, for valentine's day we've seen so much christmas and halloween come on mother's day oh there we go no no i want to see something on arbor day okay <laughs> monstrous no we saw a movie that was called that that was called the happening we already had that yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> nice. uh, arbor oh. day Nothing, nothing like a little dig on M Night Shyamalan before we end the show. There you go. I uh, like no, it. Before I like we it. end anything, uh, I, like I gotta it. ask questions here. Uh, Joe, Jake, uh, anything else you guys are working on after this lovely little film? Other than the short, you're going to be proof of yeah. concept right afterwards. Uh, I do have another project coming up with Acrostar. That um, will probably be announced or talked about at some point in the future soon. Uh, other than that, you want us to muscle on uh, Steve and Andy to allow you to reveal what it is, uh, you know, right now because <laughs> we can. We're on the show with them, you know. <laughs> it's all out there, yeah. Okay. I, I'll drop. I, I drop what I dropped. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Go. What about you? <laughs> Um, <clears throat> well, as a matter of fact, I'm working on another project uh, this spring and summer with the same lady, Sarah, who's playing my therapist in Desperate Soul. So we'll be working together again on a future, another future film. Uh, and I actually have a few other things that are pretty to be released hopefully soon in the next couple of months. So one is actually a fan, one is actually a fan, short fan film. Or Fallout, believe it or not. Ah, fantastic. And another well, 
okay, yeah, I was gonna say you're doing you're doing this Desperate Souls horror, and then you're doing you just said you're doing something else as a horror. Is anything of a rom com uh, in your future uh, to just take a break from horror? Uh, well, believe it or not, to me, uh, playing Devin is actually a break from everything else. Even though it might be considered horror, it's a love story too, and it's a polar opposite of anything. Yeah, I think the uh, the best horror films, the best stories, uh, involved uh, the audience or um, becoming engaged with the characters and feeling the danger that they're in. Um, and yeah, love stories is the easiest way for us to kind of uh, you know immerse ourselves and 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 relate because um, yeah. you know everyone has at some point a partner, so it's like that's the most easily relatable kind of aspect that you can put in a film is uh you know a bond and then you know as the film progresses watching that bond become under duress very true anthony well we can well, go I ahead think, and uh yeah go, go ahead and wrap it um, oh, hold on oh yeah Before we end, steve uh or ann can you guys give us the website for the indiegogo and Yes. Thank you. Jeremy. I think we're gonna we're gonna put it in, we're gonna put it on the show too. So yeah. So the okay. link will be in the show notes. Yeah. The, the best way to get to it though is rather than using the actual Indiegogo link because that will go away in eight days. Um, just use DesperateSoulsMovie.com, and then once the campaign okay. is done, I will redirect that to the Acrostar Films website so that you can always get the most up to date information. And that was DesperateSoulsMovie.com. Yes. So you too can contribute and be an executive producer on a motion picture. Well, That's... One, of, one of you already is a part of the team, Mr. Al Omega. Thank you so much. For Good, job, Good job, Al. Good job, Al. Supporting a worthy Yeah, Al. I have great faith in you. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what I've helped bring into the world from out of the world. He's also a taskmaster. He's on set, arms folded, saying, are we good today? What are the dailies looking like? Ah, I was just on Steve, set. Steve, I like your shirt. Up. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting. Just kick him off set. It's okay. He'll understand. Marshmallows <laughs> everywhere. It's horrible. <laughs> well, that's our show, guys. Um, thank you very much for Jake. Joe, Steve, and coming on and talking about Desperate Souls. Um, this looks like another quality film from Macrostar Films. It looks like something else that we're going to be pining to see over here in uh, Red Bluff, California, uh, come October. Uh, but you guys are doing excellent stuff. Keep, just keep up the good work. Um, and uh, we're going to be watching this as, as soon as it comes out. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank You're you for joining us. Absolutely. Al, you want to take us out? Always remember, kids, watch horror films, keep America strong.